Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Now, this morning's message is the fourth of a series to do with Advent, and we've done it in a different order. Um, And the fourth message of Advent is joy. And what an appropriate morning to have a message about joy when we've heard some of the news that we have yesterday about Christmas uh, or the potential five-day Christmas time being condensed into the one day now. And I appreciate that can be incredibly challenging, uh, especially as so many people all over the country would have made plans uh, to, to, for five days and, and presents and food and everything else. And suddenly, boom, now it's become one day. And, and, and for some of you, that might mean uh, I can't do what I was going to do now um, just because wherever you were going or whoever's coming to you is just literally too far away to do it in a day. Um, so we, we want to pray this morning for God's grace to be upon all of us. We want to pray for God's grace in our nation, uh, but we want to pray for us, for for God's grace to be on us afresh for for this week coming and and the following week and and the restrictions that we are at the moment, just just for God to grace us in the moment that we're in. And we'll we'll pray at the end of the message uh, in relation to that. And and I know for us as a family, personally, Jane and I, we would love to fly to the States to go and see our eldest son and his family, Jess, and their three kids. They, they had their third one uh, a couple of weeks ago, Little Zealand, and we haven't been able to go there. Uh, we haven't seen them since the beginning of October last year. Uh, and we're probably not going to be able to go for another few months yet uh, in terms of what's going on and, uh, and everything. And, and uh, normally we, we see them every six months. Either we go there or they come here. And, and, and you really look forward to it. And, and there's something in it's like, I can't wait to get there. And, and, and we know during this time for us that there's just been an amazing grace to not have a, a course we want to be with them and, and all of that. But that, there hasn't been like a, something where we just down about it or it's just having a negative effect. And, and we know that there's a grace uh, not to be able to see them at this moment. Of course, everything in us wants to jump on a plane and go and see them, uh, especially the, the little new new one that's come along and, and just to give them a cuddle and all of that. And and so we we totally appreciate the scenario. That, and I know some of you haven't seen family for a long time as well. Uh, and we're, we're going to pray for God's grace to be upon us, okay, um, in this season in a fresh way. So I know time is ticking away. So I want to condense this in just to a few minutes about this time. So we've looked at God's love. We've looked at uh, his hope. We've looked at his peace. Colin's message last week, Colin Squire's brilliant message on peace. And this week, joy, okay? And uh, now the word joy is in the context of rejoicing. And we know that joy is not just an emotion. It's a characteristic of who God is. And so let's just have a quick look at a couple of scriptures. We're going to condense this down. So Andrew, thanks for doing all the scriptures. We might not cover them all and do them all in the same way, mate. Um, but we'll try and get through some of them. So you all know this context at the Christmas story where the angels appeared to the shepherds. Uh, the First of all, an angel appeared and, and he, he said to them, uh, 
uh, as an angel appeared in Luke 2 verse 9, it says, appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy. That will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Christ. So when Jesus was first spoken about here, the first thing the angel said was, um, don't be afraid. And, and so I believe God is saying to us in the midst of the scenario, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the current circumstance. Don't be afraid of what is going on, okay? He then said in the middle of that, I bring good news of great joy. And so the first thing in relation to the good news, well, this is going to be joyful, great joy, and it will be for all the people. Now, the, the joy that was being talked about here was the joy of salvation, that the Messiah is coming and He's going to bring salvation that's going to bring joy into your lives. And so the first aspect of joy that we're going to look at this morning is, is simply this. The joy that you have in your life, there is a joy of salvation because of what Jesus has done and his life in you is a life of joy. So the first thing that we already have this morning is the joy of our salvation. And, and maybe for some, there needs to be uh, the, the release, a fresh release of the joy of that salvation. I don't know what might have been happening in your life recently, but maybe there needs to be the renewing or the refreshing of that joy. But what we do have is the joy of our salvation. Now connected with this, we're going to move quite quickly, connected with this in Hebrews chapter 12, going to the other end of Jesus' life at this moment. Uh, Hebrews talks about uh, when Jesus was... Uh, going to go through the cross and it says here for the joy set before him he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured, endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart so the first declaration about Jesus by the angel was the Saviour is coming and there's great joy, the joy of salvation that's going to be released. The, what is connected with salvation? Forgiveness. Knowing that you're going to be forgiven, dealing with pain and shame and guilt and all the stuff that affects people's lives. Connected with that then, you, there's, there's, there's forgiveness so that you can come into relationship, a relationship of salvation. What does that mean? Eternal life, God's eternal life in us. That was possible, not just because Jesus was born, but he also died and went to the cross. And it says, for the joy set before him. So what was the joy that was set before Jesus? Jesus went to the cross with joy. It sounds crazy. How could Jesus go to the cross? Yes, there was sorrow because he shed and sweated tears of blood. But also he went with joy because he knew the joy that was on the other side was the joy that you and I would come into, which is the joy of salvation. It's a relationship with him and the Father and the Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus went to the cross. It says for the joy set before him, the joy of our salvation, the joy of our redemption, the, the joy of being saved out of an eternity of hell without God into an eternity of heaven with God. And that is the joy of salvation that we have on the inside of us and the joy that Jesus went to the cross with knowing what we were going to receive the other side of the cross. So if that's what happened at the beginning and the end of Jesus' life, 
It then says in Hebrews chapter 1, it says about Jesus, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So Jesus was anointed, it says here, was anointed, which means the Holy Spirit came upon him with the oil of joy. Now, there's, there's quite a bit said about Jesus being very joyful. I mean, lots of people wanted to be around Jesus a lot. And often we put that down to because they'd never heard the things he said before. Uh, they'd never seen the things he did before. And, and that was phenomenal. But also one of the things I believe uh, why people wanted to be around Jesus is because he was a man of joy. He was a man uh, who was not just happy, who made people laugh, but he was joyful. There was something overflowing from Jesus where people, when they're around him, they were lifted, they were encouraged. They were like, I want to be around him. And when you, there is a joyful person, you're drawn to them because it's like, man, I feel so lifted when I'm around them, so encouraged. And so Jesus was anointed. The Holy Spirit was on him with this oil of joy, with this spirit of joy. People love to be around him. And if the Holy Spirit was on him with that same joy, the Holy Spirit wants to be on us and in us and working through us with that same joy that Jesus had. So how does that joy get released in our lives? Well, let's have a quick look at a few scriptures. So we've looked at the joy of salvation. We've looked at the joy, the same joy that, that Jesus went to the cross with, knowing that we were going to receive the joy of salvation because of what he went through on the cross, taking our sin, pain and shame. We know that Jesus lived with joy, even though he was persecuted, even though he, people wanted to kill him and end his life, take him out. He still maintained that joyful spirit and heart. So how do we live in that? Well, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 it talks in here about the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the context that Paul, the apostle, is writing here in Galatians, the few verses before, he talks about the fruit of the flesh. The, what, what he's talking about is without God in your life, without the Holy Spirit in your life, what he's talking about, the few verses before, is what is produced through your flesh life, your life without God. And it talks about, there's a whole number of things listed there that we haven't got time to go into this morning, but all the, the negativity of the nature of sin that, that, is, that produces various things in your life. Uh, everything from sexual sin through to uh, immorality in different ways, through to drunkenness and, and, and the way you are with people, treat people and loads of different things in there. Then he comes into the next few verses and he says, but right in the middle of all that negativity he, he, that he's saying that sin produces and the sinful nature produces, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. He begins to explain the nature and the character of God because what does the Holy Spirit do in us? The Holy Spirit produces and works in us the nature and the character of God. So what is produced is the fruit of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of love. He's the Spirit of joy. He's the Spirit of patience, the Spirit of kindness, the Spirit of goodness. So the Holy Spirit enables these, these characteristics of God to be produced in us so that 
Our lives are not based on emotion. Our lives are not based on circumstances. Our lives are based on who God is in us. Therefore, as, as we heard a few weeks ago, we can love when in the natural it would be very difficult to love. We can be full of joy when in the natural the circumstances might not be joyful circumstances. Uh, when things around us are in turbulence and everything else is going on, we can still be at peace. Why? Because the one who is love, who is joy, who is peace is on the inside of us. So how does Paul the Apostle help us to see the joy of this characteristic and nature of God in us be released? There's some real key, there's some key little things that he says. Here. We're sort of rushing through this a little bit this morning. But Paul talks about this in Colossians 1 verse 11 and 12. Okay. Let's have a read and see what it says here. He, that is God, strengthens you with all power of his in his glorious might. And it is this power at work in you that gives you patience, characteristic of God, enables you to persist, perseverance. God is a God of perseverance in doing his will. And listen to this and causes you to maintain your joy. So Paul is talking here and and. He writes this in prison. So when Paul writes to the Colossians, he's actually in prison writing this one. Paul's not in a revival meeting, okay? Uh, in terms, of, He's not in a massive spiritual atmosphere where you'd say, well, it was easy for him to write that because everything, he was on a high, he was on a mountaintop, everything was brilliant, it was going well. And, you know, he was, now he was in prison. He was, he was in captive. He was actually been in prison for his faith uh, at that moment. Uh, and he was there and he could have, of course, say, God, what am I doing here? Why am I here? I was preaching the gospel and I'm shoved in here now. What's going on? But yet in there, he says, in the face of this, God in his might and in his power enables us to maintain the joy that we have thanking God the Father for all that he has done. So one of the ways that we can help to release the joy is in the midst of circumstances is make a decision in our hearts. Father, the circumstances are challenging. I didn't like the news that I heard yesterday. But in the middle of that, I choose to praise you. I choose to exalt you. That doesn't mean that we ignore, we, we they say the circumstances aren't real. We, that doesn't mean we're, we're just saying, well, aren't you being a bit unreal? Because these are, this is the reality that you know, I can't go and see my family now or, or it's limited to a few hours and, and, and this. And so, and, and I understand that we can't, we can't, we haven't seen our family for 15 months and we'd love to go and see them and be with them. But at the same time, it's like, Father, in the midst of what's going on, wanting to hang out with family and be with parents or grandparents, whoever it might be, I'm, I'm going to choose to praise you because what I don't want to happen is what's going on in me in terms of disappointment. I don't want that to become bitterness or anger or frustration and, uh, uh, or, or a bad mood or potentially oppression or even deeper. I don't want to go even there. So Jesus, and, and when, I, when we talk about rejoice, rejoicing biblically is, you know, you raise your hands and you, you praise the Lord. But sometimes it starts with a decision that where we literally in the moment just say, Jesus, you know I'm disappointed. You know I can't do what I was going to do now. There's frustration there. There's, I'm a, I'm, I'm, if I'm honest, Father, I'm a bit angry. 
whatever's going on in you is so, so important to be honest and bring that to the Lord and say, Father, this is all the stuff that's going on me. Don't just go, well, I'm going to ignore that and just praise the Lord. It's like, no, Father, I don't want this to be underneath, just sitting there and I choose to praise you, but it's still really sitting there. What I want to do is, Father, I want to, I, Father, I, I just acknowledge all the stuff kicking off in here and in here. And I just want to bring it to you right now, the frustration, the anger, the annoyance, the plans that I had and all of that, the disappointment. Father, I, I just want to bring that to you. And in the midst of that, in the middle of that, Father, I praise you and I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for your peace. And Father, I'm still going to praise you because of who you are. And we can still begin to release that joy that is in us. So what does Paul the Apostle say in Philippians 4 verse 4? He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And then there's a number of verses afterwards that continue to encourage that. And, and in 1 Thessalonians, he says, be joyful always. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, he says, uh, be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul writes very, what, he's just, what he writes to the Thessalonians is pretty much the same that he writes to the Philippians that he's saying, rejoice in the Lord always or be joyful always. And in both Philippians and Thessalonians, he talks about praying with thanksgiving, continue to rejoice because he knows in, in the Philippians and the Thessalonians are, are facing challenges in their culture and in the situations around them. There's a pressure there to be a believer uh, because of all the false gods and idols that are being worshipped around them and the context they're in and everything else. But in that, he's encouraging, hey guys, just remember in the face of ever rejoice, rejoice, rejoice always. Maintain your joy, continue to rejoice because that is going to help you overcome. That's going to help you push through. That's going to help you come through the other side so that a little bit of disappointment doesn't become something more and something else in our lives. And then finally, okay, because we want to pray. Finally, Paul writes in uh, or, or in Acts, sorry, Luke writes the book of Acts, but it's talking about Paul and Silas here in Acts 16, okay? And it's a context here where they, in Philippi, they were in Philippi where the Philippians are. Uh, this is before he, he wrote the, the, the letter to the Philippians, but he was, he was put in prison in Philippi and uh, for sharing his faith. And it was midnight and at midnight, him and Silas, Paul and Silas began to praise God. It says they were praying and singing hymns. They were worshiping Jesus, even though they were in this prison cell for preaching the gospel, for getting out there with who Jesus was. They were put in this confined space. And, uh, and in that moment they chose, we're gonna rejoice. We're still gonna praise. And, and what happened in that story when you read it is the prison was shaken, the doors came off the hinges or the prison doors flew open and, and they ended up coming out into their freedom and, and ultimately some people started getting saved around them. Uh, the prison, the jailer and, it, and a whole scenario took place around them as a result. And so let's, let's not undermine or underplay the power of praise and the power of rejoicing. The enemy wants to use the circumstances to put us in a prison in here, a prison in here and a prison around us to make us feel like we're in captivity and physically Paul and 
and Silas were in a scenario like that. But yet in that, they said, Jesus, we're going to rejoice. We're going to praise. We're going to worship. Now, something physical happened around them and they ended up coming out of that situation. And something physical can happen around us so that we we are not overcome by the circumstances. But what what is in us, the joy of our salvation because of what Jesus has done, the spirit of joy that is in us and the characteristic of joy that is in us, that when the word says, hey, rejoice in all circumstances, because God knows what happens when we rejoice, other things cannot have the space then to overtake us in our minds, in our hearts, in our emotions, because we're not allowing those things to settle and take root in any way. And so I want to encourage you guys today, let's rejoice together in who God is. Let's rejoice in the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's take a moment and let's just pray because there's some, one or two other things this morning, uh, but let's just take a moment and pray. Just give everything to the Lord that you might have experienced in the last 24 hours from the news that was given out yesterday and what that might mean for you this week. Any disappointment, frustration, anger at the government, at Boris Johnson, at just the whole situation. Maybe you've spent money on food and and various gifts and things. You just think, well, (laughs) I've spent all this money as well now and, 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 you know, even, even that, just give to him at this moment. Colin, Colin's message last week about peace was, was brilliant. Just let the peace of God come upon you as you say, Father, I give you the frustration. I give you some, even anger. I give you whatever's going on in me now. Just give it to him. I don't want that to become the position I live in. I don't want that to become the way I am over the next few days. So Father, I give that to you right now. And Holy Spirit, we ask you for your grace for this Christmas time, the next couple of weeks in particular. We thank you for your grace. You grace us for this Christmas time. Maybe instead of physically seeing, we're gonna, we're gonna have to FaceTime or Zoom call or however you contact your friends and family. Father, we thank you for your grace right now for these next couple of weeks. Where it's not possible to see those that we were gonna see. Grace is in our hearts and our minds in our lives and bodies in every way for this next season. Maybe some of you, you just know in this moment, not just because of yesterday, but just because of the challenge of the moment, maybe you just feel like I need my, the, Psalm 52 verse 12, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Maybe there's just that restoration that needs to happen. Father, I just pray right now for those that need the joy of their salvation restored, that you would come by your spirit right now in their room, in their home, you come upon them. We just take authority over oppression and any depression. We just command that to be lifted off people right now so that people don't live under anything like that. 
Father, I thank you for your, your presence just coming upon every one of us right now. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name, Father. We thank you, Lord. And Father, for anybody who's connected in this morning who doesn't know you, Father, I just ask you that you would reveal who you are to them right now. You would meet with them right now. If you're watching, you're taking part this morning, you don't know Jesus, and, and maybe something's kicking off in you, you, your heart rate's gone up. You just, I don't know, something's quickening on the inside of you where you just, you're just kind of like, I, I, I want to respond to Jesus in the midst of all the stuff going on. I certainly haven't got that joy you've been talking about. I certainly haven't got peace that you've, the, you, you spoke, whoever you, you talked about last week bringing that message. I, I need that peace. Or maybe just in this moment, maybe just wherever you are, just say, say God, I'm here. Please, would you reveal who you are to me? Show me who you are, God. I want to know you. I want to give my life to you and I want you to give your life to me. I need you to forgive me. Forgive me for every sin, everything I've done that has separated me from you. I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse me on the inside. Clean me up on the inside from that sin. And God, I give you myself, everything who I am, everything about me, I give you who I am right now. And I ask you to give me who you are. Would you come into my life right now? Would you come into me and make your home in me right now? I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to be number one. In my, I want you to be first in my life from today onwards. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray for anybody who's responding like that this morning, that they would encounter you right now. They would receive you right now. If you are in a room with other family members or friends or whoever you're with in your room right now, your, your household situation, um, and, and someone else in your room where you are knows Jesus, at the end of the meeting in a minute, uh, maybe turn to them and say, hey, can you pray with me? Can you help me just really surrender my whole life to Jesus and what I really need to do? Because you've, you've taken a first step this morning by saying, God, I want you and I want you in my life. And, and if you've got somebody else in your room, who can do that with you, they can pray with you. Uh, if you haven't, you're on your own and you, you want to respond like that and you are this morning, please get in touch with us. If you send us an email, info at kingdomfaith.com, okay? Info at kingdomfaith.com and we'll get in touch with you uh, later today. If you email in today, tomorrow, whenever, we'll get in touch with you and, and help you really connect with God. If you already know somebody who is a Christian, uh, but they're not with you right now. And you might, you might call them afterwards and say, hey, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you pray with me? Uh, uh, and, and maybe they can do that. Maybe they can meet you outside somewhere today and, and you can do that today with them. So just take a next step, okay? And we want to help you do that. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. 
For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.